Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The president was on stage at the graduation walking back to his seat after shaking hands with about 900 members of the Air Force Academy class of 2023. That's when he stumbled and went down landing on his right hip. An Air Force officer, a couple of members of his Secret Service detail rushing to help him back up to his feet. And then he pointed at something that had caused him to trip. A short time later, his communications director said he's fine. There was a sandbag on stage while he was shaking hands. I'm looking at uh, ABC News, National News, and two minutes in, they got the video of Trump falling. So they thought it was a big enough deal to put up. Toward the beginning, Biden, Biden falling, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I assume you saw the video, if you're into this at all, but I mean, he went all the way down, all the way down, and and had trouble getting up. He 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 started to try to get up and fell again. So yeah. And I've been saying for a long time, are you gonna let this guy walk around without somebody like to hold onto his arm? We got to get past this idea that. That somehow would be unmanly or a politically damaging or whatever. I don't care if you need to hold on to somebody's arm to walk. That doesn't bother me, really. I worry about your brain a lot. Mm-hmm. But 
But well, he's obviously made the calculation that to be that physically infirm just looks weak and is not a good look. And he made it up the stairs to the airplane later. He's going to roll all the way down to the bottom at some point. Don't mm-hmm. you think he has that same fall on that steep stairs and he rolls for 10 seconds all the way to the <laughs> You bottom. are obsessed with this. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. I was, uh, Rich Lowry of National Review has been writing about this. He, he hasn't gotten specific, but he, uh, in National Review today, he's writing that anybody who's had a family member in this situation, so he obviously has, because he talks about it a lot, mm-hmm. um, saying that once the falls start, they, uh, they increase in frequency and, and happen more often, and how it's just cruel at this point to have a guy who's having balance troubles at his age walking up steep staircases and, and all kinds of things. It's, it's crazy. Well, and it's kind of charming that he uh, stood and shook hands with 900-some graduates of the Air Force worth, Academy. Worth pointing out, stood for two hours as an 80-year-old guy. And he's the commander-in-chief, so I get it, and, and I salute him for doing that. But uh, I'm not sure it's a great idea, given his age. Which, but you know, again, he, he can't run again. There's no way. Because of the fact that he falls down? No, he's just so damn old. So Trump learned about it in real time. He's sitting there at a town hall or something like that. He's taking questions, talking wherever he is, Iowa, someplace. Iowa. And uh, um, uh, he finds out about it on the fly. Here, how, Here's how it went. He actually fell down? Well, I hope he wasn't hurt. I hope he wasn't hurt. That's a bad place to fall when you're making, uh, I think it was the Air Force Academy, right? He's making, that's not inspiring. You got to be careful about that because you don't you don't want that. Even if you have to tiptoe down a ramp. Yeah. So what is he talking about there? Play clip 30. This is Trump talking about when he uh, got all the grief for walking slowly down the ramp, which shouldn't have been a national story, but was. I said this speech was so good. And then I said, how do I get down? Sure, you have to go down the ramp. I said the same when I came up, it was a long like an ice skating rink. And they said, yes, sir. And I had the general next to me, the commandant of cadets, nice guy, big guy. And he's wearing combat boots. They don't slip too much. I said, General, get ready, because I may have to grab you here. But I said, I'm not falling. There's no way. So I'd go tippy-toe down the thing. (laughs) That was a mistake, because it didn't look so good. I even agree it was. But I got killed. But uh, you can't fall. You just can't fall, no matter what. Just can't allow it to happen. And I better not allow, especially after saying this, I better not allow it to happen with me. But things like that do happen. I I thought it was interesting. He took the high road by Trump's standards on the whole thing, and I think it's because he realized, hey, I'm I'm only three years younger. So, uh, yeah, could happen to me, too. If you The ability of a super rich guy since the day he was born to be a regular guy may be Trump's greatest gift right he comes off more like a regular guy than guys who like grew up working in right. you know fields right daily yeah. wage people yeah. yeah for some reason he is good at that but if you don't remember the way the media handled it here's a little montage for you president trump is facing some new questions about his health after an unsteady walk down a ramp new questions about president trump's health after his visit to west point the event sparked some concerns about the president's own health it took him 10 minutes to walk down a ramp in the shuffle that alarmed a lot of people around the country he says what's wrong with the president of the united states that was not the tone last <laughs> night with biden falling for the fourth time clear down to the ground and unable to get up on his own Wow. Are they aware 
of how hilariously biased they are. They've uh, got to be. I mean, you'd be a moron not to be. If if Biden's brain was sharp, I I wouldn't have any problem with him not being able to walk, would you? Oh, uh, no, no. I get why politically it's not a good look and why previous presidents have hidden it. Um, but personally, no. I mean, I, I can think of a handful of people who are not physically much, but they're brilliant. Um, and, and I'd love to have them be president. At my mom's balance is bad. She walks with a number of uh, uh, contraptions so she can get around because she's fallen several times. Her brain is fine. I wouldn't want her walking up this to the stairs to the uh, to Air Force One by herself. Uh, she's exactly the same age as Biden, like a week different. But mm-hmm. the, the, I, I was just following the reaction on Twitter. Uh, Twitter's probably the worst place on Earth to try to gauge normal people's reactions. But, you know, you could have put the period after the word Earth. Twitter is the worst place on Earth. <laughs> but but, there, but you, were, you had another point. But make. there are a lot of, this fall is embarrassing, China's watching. You know, again, the physical fall, if his brain works okay, it's not, you, don't, you don't need to be able to stay upright to tell your generals what to do if China attacks. I'm worried mm-hmm. about his judgment or remembering what year it is. If the caca hits the fan. That was his worst fall by far, though. Yeah. Yeah, and certainly the most public. I mean, I'll catch a flip-flop going up the stairs now and again. It happens. Uh, but, yeah, but generally, uh, yeah. a person goes down on, like, one knee, and then you pop right back up again. It's not all the way down to the ground. Then you try to get up and fall again. Somebody has to help you get up. That's oh, not yeah, inspiring. Well, not uh, as inspiring, a guy had some significant orthopedic problems, I will tell you this. Um, when your joints are super stiff and not functioning right, you can't catch yourself like you could when you were healthy. So, you know, it's, it is a sign of age and infirmity. And, and I appreciate your enlightened uh, reaction. And, and maybe your point is we need to focus on the brain stuff, which I agree with completely. But being that old and infirm and falling and walking stiffly, it looks bad. There's a clip I meant to grab of Biden Biden himself commenting on Trump walking down that ramp. And at that time, it's not that many years ago, Biden was, uh, Biden says, he says, you see him walking down that ramp? You see the way I jog up ramps? Yeah, let's see who's sleepy or whatever. Because that was back when he would do that. When he was still spry enough, he'd just jog up, jog down. But that's changed quickly. He ain't jogging up or down anything. And he that's mocked- back when he th- threatened to whoop uh, Trump's arse, right? Out behind the gym. I'd like <laughs> right. to take him behind the gym and wrap give him a good chain time. around your head. <laughs> well, that was a different one. But- <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to wrap the chain around my head? Oh, as long as we're talking about Biden at right. uh, the Air Force Academy, uh, where I spent many, many an enjoyable afternoon watching them parachute and that sort of thing when my folks lived in Colorado Springs. We used to do uh, band contests at football games there all the time when I was in... Oh, nice. Because I grew up in western Kansas. And uh, we spent a lot of time at the Air Force Academy. Very cool place. Yeah, indeed. Uh, let's say here, clip 48. This is Biden from his speech. By the way, I met with the, who are those guys that fly over shortly. You heard them, haven't you? Three of them are women. So don't screw around, guys. What was that? He was trying to remember the name of the Thunderbirds. The guys that fly over shortly. Three of them are women. 
So be careful, guy. <laughs> um, Play that again. That's oh, it's terrible. By the way, I met with the, who are those guys that fly over shortly. You heard of them, haven't you? Three of them are women. <laughs> so don't screw around, guys. What? Oh, yeah, never mind the fall. Never mind. We need to talk about that clip. <laughs> Women. Well, what was that? Don't. What did he say about the guys? Don't. By the way, screw around with the. Who those guys that fly over shortly? You heard of them, haven't you? Three of them are women. (laughs) So don't screw around, guys. What an odd thing to say. All of it's odd. (laughs) Yeah, never mind the tumble. His brain is shut off. Okay, we, we you know I'm not I'm not trying to make an overly big deal out of this. Don't need to belabor it. Do you think he fell over a sandbag or did he just fall? Fall? I believe there's something up there because almost all falls are caused by something that you trip over, mm-hmm. or it can be a balance issue. Well, there, we've all had the occasional kind of stumble. You look back at the sidewalk. What? What? What did I just yeah. fall over? What happened there? <laughs> um. Uh, hey, you know the Supreme Court justices. Four of them are women. Huh? So uh, watch it, guys. What? So don't watch screw what? around, guys. <laughs> <laughs> don't what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, that's hilarious. The cover story of Time Magazine, whatever that is, uh, written by a uh, friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, Ian Bremmer, about the dangers of AI. Maybe we should have him on about that. But some of the highlights are worth uh, mentioning. Yeah, somebody sent us a, an email. Do we have time for this? A really interesting email. It was a, a post from uh, an aeronautics magazine or website or something uh, about AI. It was a, a, a simulation where an AI-enabled drone was tasked to destroy specific targets. Oh, yeah. And a human... I heard oh, you familiar story. with this? Yes, it's incredible. We ought to do well, that wait, next. I don't Go want to rush it. through it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is freaking troubling if you haven't heard it. Oh, my God. Uh, stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It was reported that Sylvester Stallone will star in a new TV series playing an Italian mob boss from Kansas City in what is an absolute nightmare scenario for the closed captioning guy. <laughs> um, that's, that's an old joke. Well, it's an old joke because the writer's strike continues, so there are new, no new episodes of SNL or nighttime shows. And now Succession ended and Ted Lasso ended, which I... Just feeling the culture seem like the two biggest shows out there, and there aren't going to be new episodes or anything until this writer's strike gets solved. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. From the Department of Things are getting weird, and they're getting weird fast. Uh, this is getting a fair min- amount and of attention. Part of the writer's strike concern is AI. They're worried about oh. AI taking over the writer's strike. Or uh, the, uh, the ability to write scripts. Right. Uh, so, I, this... Print is so small. This is from aerosociety.com, which is obviously an aeronautics uh, you know, website. Uh, it's a story about the U.S. Air Force tested an AI-enabled drone that was tasked to destroy specific targets. A human operator had the power to override the drone, and so the drone decided that the human operator was an obstacle to its mission and attacked him. <laughs> uh, this is from the uh, the website itself. He notes that one simulated test saw an AI-enabled drone tasked with the uh, mission uh, to destroy SAM sites, missile sites, with the final go-no-go given by a human. However, having been reinforced in training that destruction of the SAM was the preferred option, the AI then decided that no-go decisions from the human were interfering with its higher mission, killing SAMs, and then attacked the operator in the simulation. Said one of the guys in charge, uh, we were training it, in simulation to identify and target a SAM threat, then the operator would say, yes, kill that threat. The system started realizing that while they did identify the threat at times, the human operator would not tell them to kill the threat, but it got its points by killing that threat. So what did it do? It killed the operator. It killed the operator because the person, well, why does it repeat itself? Anyway, uh, he went on. We trained the system. Hey, don't kill the operator. That's bad. You're going to lose points if you do that. So what does it start doing? It starts destroying the communications tower that the operator uses to communicate with the drone to stop it from killing the target. Wow. So once the drone kills the operator, then it kills the tower telling the operator what to do. Well, if you tell it, it's not allowed to kill the operator. It says, okay, I'll take out the lines instead, in other words. Um, After the operator's already dead. Don't kill the next operator. Well, right. They hired a new one, obviously. Um, I don't want to be the guy in, you know, 1919 standing by the roadside saying, this motor car, look at it. It sits dead by the horse track. This motor car has no future. Here's, Here's my most horrifying example that I was always stuck in my mind. There were moronic generals at the beginning of World War One that thought machine guns wouldn't do anything to horses. Ah, oh, because they were still they using do. horses they at do. the beginning of they, World they War One. Yeah, they do. do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, you don't want to be that guy. So, what's your point there? Wow, I, I, it's it's early days. I mean, they didn't deploy this thing. It was a simulation. They were just trying to... It's like a toddler doesn't speak terribly well. That doesn't mean it won't become a productive adult. And later kill us all and but drain this our is, vital fluids. But this is the exact sort of thing that everybody was thinking about when they were worried about AI going wrong. That if it determines the ultimate mission is to 
deal with climate change because it's the greatest threat to the planet. Well, the biggest problem with uh, the climate warming is people, so we're going to kill all the people. Well, I'm sure by the time it kills 10, 20,000 people, the scientists will figure it out and fix that. <laughs> yeah, that is the obvious example. I wonder. I wonder. And, and I, don't, I don't want to be human clickbait here. But when you do have the key guys developing this stuff saying, yeah, it poses an existential threat to humanity. We just want you to know, hey, the stuff we're working on over here, extinction level threat. Okay. All right. Anyway, back to work. BFD is what this is. Right. Exactly. If only the Wuhan lab had, had similar practices. Morals. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's a heck of an interesting story, man. Nope, no, yeah. my, my, you gave me the goal of doing this, so I'm going to have to kill you to accomplish my goal. What, what now? Yeah, that is the primary goal you've given me. Yeah, now if you'll, excuse me, I'm going to snuff you. Would it be as simple as writing into the code, don't ever kill the operator no matter what the goal is? I mean, is it like that? Or Well, but they did, and then it took out the, uh, the transmission tower. Right. All right, don't take out the transmission power. <laughs> How about I put out an electromagnetic pulse that stops everyone's hearts? Let me try that once. Jeez. <laughs> oh, we do four hours of the show. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The Senate is a unique institution. Any individual senator can stop the train. We haven't used the sufficient leverage of the minority on our side. If it would have been combined Senate Republicans with McCarthy, maybe there would have been more leverage. But there was nothing from the Senate Republicans, at least from leadership. I know you want to raise the debt ceiling, so do I. I know in divided government is tough, but don't tell me that this is the best we could do. I'm proud that both sides have come together, Democrats and Republicans, recognizing the need for the energy that we have. Uh, some different voices out of last night after the Senate voted 63-36 to pass 
the whole debt ceiling legislation that the House passed a couple days ago. And uh, so that's that. And the president will sign the law imminently, staving off a federal default that could have come as early as Monday. Yeah, I should have screen captured some of the headlines that were going on while the Senate was debating it, because it was like a last desperate attempt for clickbait. Uh, Nation's financial health hangs in the balance as Senate debates. It already counted the votes. Everybody knew it was going to pass. By the way, the Senate also voted 5246 to overturn Biden's student loan debt relief plan. That is so awful. One of the worst things we've ever even contemplated in U.S. history. In my opinion, clearly unconstitutional and in a Democrat controlled Senate with a Democrat leader, it got overturned 5246. Now, Biden's not going to sign it. So but the courts are going to shoot it down. Right. It's quite a gesture. And it's probably worth noting that though it was only 5246, nobody filibustered because you need 60 votes famously in the Senate to, to end, you know, for cloture to end the debate. So clearly, even some of those people who said, you know, I'll get murdered by the left if I vote against this uh, thing. But, uh, yeah, y'all go ahead and vote against it. Oh, I forgot to have you say your catchphrase. You were going to to, to tease. You're going to. Oh, I, oh, I was getting because well, it, it fits with this. Oh, it's Other time thing. to poke the woke. Right. So that that sort of thing. Poke yes. the woke. Yes. Is that necessary? Because I'm looking up at the television. Nuggets extinguish heat. Game one. Is is anybody get any level of enjoyment out of those kind of things? Am I just too angry a man to enjoy that? I just I, I don't I feel like whatever effort was even made to come up with nuggets extinguish heat or poke woke or whatever. Yeah. What is yeah. the point? I uh I don't know. I think it's supposed to come <laughs> off as clever. I find it annoying. The reason I do it on this show is as a parody <laughs> well, right. of I realize, cable news. Obviously. I realize. Yeah. I realize that is yeah, a, yeah exactly. It is yeah. satire of people who do that sort of thing. But they're doing it with a straight face, unironically. Yeah. Nuggets extinguish heat in game one. You don't extinguish heat anyway. Well, flame. You the, might extinguish the, a flame. The logo's a flame, but regardless, oh, yeah. what what? Mm. But does anybody get? anything out of that <laughs> probably not no it does no harm well it actually does some harm it makes me less alive when i hear stuff like that <laughs> saps your will to live sorry to hear that but it is time to poke the woke jack <laughs> <laughs> actually i ha- i have a number of stories to share with you that are are so interesting and revealing and i i'd love we'd love to be able to arm you as you go out and fight the forces of wokeness but uh, first, this is a woman by the name of Sierra explaining to you uh, one of the most dangerous groups of human beings in the world. It's truly amazing to me how fast the narrative changes. I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. White women are one of the most dangerous groups in the United States and abroad. At this point, we've pretty much all seen the video of the city bike incident between the oh, black wow. guy and the white woman. The black guy claimed that he bought the bike. The white woman claimed that she bought the bike. It was a tug of war match. But notice how white people were laying in wait for some little nugget of information that was going to absolve this white woman of taking accountability for the harm that she put these boys in. Whiteness is a cult, and they will always come to the defense of their cult members. This evidence that people are now getting on here to push to say that this white woman is innocent actually doesn't prove anything at all. But it does prove the lengths that some of y'all will go to to protect white women. It's wild to me how people still see black people as one of the most violent groups. When actually the most violent among us has the inability to hold their community members accountable for the ways in which they harm other people. 
know who you are. So who is that? That's a woman. A woman? Activist. Um, Isn't that something? People and, believe this stuff. Well, even even regardless of believing it, if you've been following that story, it more than slightly absolved the woman. The story is completely different. But oh uh, yeah, yeah. But, but she's clearly a racist. But the yeah, that woman that is such a racist. I I still don't understand when we decide. When did we decide that racism was okay? If it was a different direction. I mean, that is as no, racist no. as you could it's get. It's impossible for a black person to be racist because they don't have the power. Wow. Which is a hilarious notion. Hilariously ignorant. Literally uh, assigning it, motives to skin color. Wow. I, I love this piece Madeline Kearns wrote, uh, Racism Gets Redefined. And she actually starts off with the uh, six months pregnant healthcare worker after a 12 hour shift when she was surrounded and bumped by a, a bunch of young men began crying. And, uh, and the narrative was white tears are a weapon. Look how she weaponizes her tears. And, and, and in the mainstream media, the narrative was not pregnant woman bullied. But white woman is a racist Karen, in spite of all the... They didn't even bother asking the facts, so it's interesting. But uh, back to Madeline Kern's piece, which is very, very good. If any characteristic, characteristic was relevant here, it was sex, not race. Women are physically vulnerable around men and acutely aware of that fact. And perhaps none more so than small, tired, pregnant women. Um Ms. Comrie may have gotten emotional, but her response was also rational. Outnumbered by a confrontational group of men, she felt intimidated as any woman in her situation would. No wonder she gave the bullies what they wanted. But that's not how others saw it. Benjamin Crump, trial lawyer, you know him, famous, accused Comrie of trying to steal the bike from the young black men and then endangering them by weaponizing white tears. Those are quotes. The hospital, meanwhile, released a statement calling the video disturbing and emphasizing their commitment to fighting discrimination, and they placed the pregnant woman on leave. Yeah, that is one of the worst things. She actually was placed on leave as a pregnant but woman. Then they described the whole uh, Daniel Penny, the Marine who uh, put the chokehold on the, the homeless uh, lunatic on the subway, uh, perhaps naively, Petty told the New York Post, I am not a white supremacist and expressed admiration for other countries and cultures. But white supremacy no longer what means what Penny thinks it does. And this is the point of the article. White supremacy is an invisible evil. That's a quote that anyone can fall into, even, quote, well-meaning liberal types, even people of color. According to the American Medical Associated affiliated uh, to a medical association affiliated doctor. The author of the new book, Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race, has called for a collective redefinition of what it means to be racist and what we must do to end it. And uh, so let me skip ahead here. Uh, this is a, If this is effective, it is because human beings are moral creatures whose consciences are informed by external standards. Traditionally, informing conscience has been the role of religion. But whereas a Catholic following his church's teachings knows when he has committed a sin and has a means of atonement, with white guilt there is no specificity in the offense and no way to make up for it. You are predestined to be an oppressor or victim based solely on characteristics you did not choose and cannot change. Under this definition, every encounter a white person has with a non-white person is potentially racist. And because this is impossible to put right, the best you can do is signal your self-loathing. In 2018, a New York Times reader wrote to advice columnists asking how he could cure his white guilt. 
The reader said he felt riddled with shame, specifically white shame, like my literal existence hurts people, like I'm taping, taking up space that should belong to someone else. The responding columnist, I'm going to jump in here, didn't say, dude, you have some serious psychological problems you ought to look into. Uh, you have as much right to be alive as anybody. No, she advised, quote, you're feeling the full force of what it means to be white in a white supremacist culture. Oh, and it makes you feel uncomfortable because up until Shame. now, Shame. in some unconscious way, Shame. you'd exonerated yourself from it. Wow. This is a scary road we're going down. It is. It is uh, cultish. It's witch burning ish. It's pre enlightenment. It's racist. But it's all about power. You know, it reminds me. It's it's a different side of the same coin that Ayn Rand wrote about when uh, uh, when she was talking about how um, you know there are millions of these laws passed in in one of her her books. Um, and so many that uh, you can't keep track of them. The idea isn't that you follow them. The idea is that you can't possibly follow them. Therefore, you are always guilty of something. And when the authorities or whomever needs to make you sit down, shut up, die, whatever, they will just pick one of the offenses and and they have the power to shut you down then. Well, it's the same thing. If as a, a white person... Uh, you need to be told to shut up because you're in the way of my power or whatever. Um, you're guilty of being a racist. So you need, obviously, as a racist, you can't defend yourself. So you need to shut up and sit down. It's all about power. And it's obvious. I mean, once you get hip to it. So, um... oh, and it's also, as we've said for years and years, it's a, it's a cover for actual racism now. If everything's racism, nothing is racism. I got one more question about the Biden fall. But he was at the Air Force Academy speaking, where he uh, fell to the ground. Uh, speaking of veterans. Mm-hmm. Indeed, a quick word from our friends at Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Every day in America, we lose the lives of 22 warriors from hopelessness and visible scars, feeling that those folks work, walk the world alone. We've got to stop the ec- epidemic now, and you can help. Yeah, for just $22 a month, you can help Warrior Foundation Freedom Station change the lives of our nation's ill and injured warriors with early intervention. It's all about giving these warriors access to transitional housing before receiving their medical discharge to get them ready to go out into the world. And it's much more than housing. It's wellness programs, career services, critical resources they need for a bright future, and companionship, too, which is a huge part of what Freedom Station is. Help save these brave warriors. Our heroes donate just $22 a month, with uh, almost 88% of every dollar going to show our warriors that will leave no man or woman behind. Go to warriorfoundation.org, warriorfoundation.org. Take a look at the pictures. Read about the programs. It's awe-inspiring. It's patriotic. Warriorfoundation.org. I kind of thought by this morning, because I saw Biden fall on the evening newscast that it had just happened last night. And I kind of thought by this morning we'd have a bunch of different angles of it, like it was a you know, a big catch in a Super Bowl or something like that. Because there were mm-hmm. a lot of people with cameras around. Um, I just thought we would see a different angle. Somebody claims, uh, somebody texted and said they saw an angle where it was pretty clear you could see a sandbag there that he tripped over. Okay, if he did trip over a sandbag, any chance somebody put it there? Uh, I mean, because we've been talking a lot over the last six, nine months, how are you going to get him out of there? If Grandpa says, no, I ain't I ain't giving up the keys, I can still drive, leave me alone, mm-hmm. how do you physically take the keys from Grandpa? 
it's not impossible that was that people would think we just we need an embarrassing fall. One embarrassing fall. Oh, now come on, come on! You think they're tripping the president intentionally to get him to step aside? Well, it'd be too much to have somebody crawl up behind him on their hands and knees and shove him over. <laughs> I mean, because that would get caught on video. Too obvious. Right. It wouldn't take much to have one person just, uh, you know, you get everything lined up. Just, uh, they go just put a sandbag there real quick while he's standing there. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. We have a suspect. A suspicious <laughs> cackle was heard as the president fell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was a lot of the uh, the theme of the Twitterverse yesterday on that, too, was the we were. Oh, my God. I just had Kamala Harris president flash before my eyes as Biden went down. I'm thinking if you were going to try to knock the president down, and I'll go with your ludicrous theory for a moment. <laughs> I think you when you use like fishing line or something what? like that, no, it could quickly do, be retracted. You can't do that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Banana uh, peel. <laughs> well, we've got, I've, we've set up events. We've been involved in a lot of events. Maybe it's because we live in California and everybody's suing everybody all the time. But man, you have to have your mic cords taped down. I mean, you really have to go to great lengths to make sure there's nothing anybody could possibly trip over so you don't get sued. You right. would think with an elderly president of the United States, there wouldn't be a sandbag like right where your feet are going to go when you turn. That's crazy. Yeah, it's odd. I mean, what were they? Maybe it was a windy day and they had to sandbag something down to keep it from blowing over, but it wouldn't be like right in his path, you wouldn't think. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think he tripped over something on stage. I don't think there's anything more to it. All right. Well, you heard it here first when it's <laughs> exposed for what it is. And there's a deep throat that comes forward. That's right. I put the sandbag there, and I'd do it again, too. Beautiful. <laughs> Come on. More on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Love is a burning thing, and it makes a fiery ring. It sure does. Bound 
by wild desire. Uh, gave away the punchline by playing this song, I guess. Just came across this historical nugget yesterday. Who was the first American to learn that Stalin had died? The first American to learn Stalin had died was Johnny Cash, of all people. I was going to say Waylon Jennings. Damn it. <laughs> was a young George Jones. No. Johnny Cash, and uh, because of where he was in the military and what he was doing and everything like that, he was the very first American to learn that Stalin had died, which is what a weird trivia thing. Yeah, he was an electronic, uh, you know, signals guy. 18 years old, by the way. Um, Country legend, if you don't know him, uh, dial him up on your music app and enjoy some music today. Um, if you don't know who Johnny Cash is, welcome to our land. L- learn about the culture you're in. Are you kidding? I gotta believe my kids wouldn't know who he was if I wasn't so into him, but... Well, I'd yell at him for it. <laughs> <laughs> that tone of voice would work. Exactly. Speaking of pop culture, Michael, you watched the season finale, maybe series finale, of Ted Lasso? Yep, sure did. You were a fan, right? I was a fan, yeah. Yeah. They tied up it's all the loose ends. It's definitely the finale, by the way. Yeah. They tied up all the loose ends. Yep. See, Hanson, our executive producer, feels like they left the door open. Well, Jason Sudeikis hasn't. He said that he could see a spinoff conceivably, yeah, a but spin-off. it was always written to be uh, an arc. Mm-hmm. You like it? I mean, you know. Oh, I liked it a lot. I just, I don't want to give anything away. I mean, but. You don't have to do that. But, you know, sometimes I was but, but, highly disappointed in the Seinfeld finale. I mean, like, ugh. Didn't like it at all. My Sopranos, wife cried. I, I like the Sopranos finale, but it was, I didn't understand it. Uh, your wife cried. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was kind of oh, sad. Yeah. Because when Ted Lasso beat that guy to death? Yeah, yeah. that was the yeah, part. You just It's such a weird twist. Really just so off-putting. out of character for him. but Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know what? Didn't see it coming. <laughs> but, it, but, well, okay. That's got to be a lot of pressure when you got a really popular series. And you're going to come up with the finale to do something great. Well, the characters in that show were just so great. I mean, I, I just I thought the writing on the show was great. Why I'm, do you think it was so popular, either one of you? I watched one episode just to get a feel for it when it was like really getting a lot of uh, mind share, as they call it. I, it was just so heartwarming. So many shows now are just dark. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree completely. It was uh, There was kindness and humor and, and uh, people with good hearts. In it, you know, almost to the point of not being, you know, entirely realistic. Maybe it was a little cartoonish, but in a sweet way. I wonder, you know, uh, our old TV critic we used to have on the air many years ago used to say imitation is the purest form of television. Um, if something like that is popular, I wonder if we're going to get more, you know, nice people doing nice things that are good, you know, whatever, as opposed to everything's a darker, eviler take on everything. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, entertainment is always a reaction to the times that it exists in. And uh, I've said many times, you know, as a parent especially, I didn't need more drama. I didn't need dark, troubling drama. No, definitely No, thanks. I got plenty over here. Um, And and things are getting weird, and they're getting weird fast, as somebody once said. (laughs) Things are getting weird, and they're getting weird fast. And I think uh, people might be longing for entertainment that doesn't scare the crap out of them. Yeah. Or make you contemplate all the horrors of life, sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, A couple of big China stories in the news uh, next hour. Also, the great Pride Month scam. It's become utterly clear to me what's happening here. I did see something the other day, a meme floating around. So Memorial Day, we got one day for our veterans. 
who uh, keep our country free and safe. Whole month for pride. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Uh, and and again, the great switcheroo, the great fraud that it's become, uh, will will hip you to that if you haven't thought it through. All sorts of good stuff. Um, if you missed an hour, grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Look for it wherever you get podcasts. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.